internet? It's like my tongue had a baby with a sunrise. My name is Matthew Kroll. And I have naturally dewy skin. My name is Shahir Dowd. And it's like I lost my virginity, but in my mouth, I'm Gerard Milligan. Did I do it right? Did I do it right? You did, you did. And this is the only podcast about movies, specifically the film Free Guy. Gerard! Guy. Welcome back, Gerard. Welcome. Hey, man. What's up? What's up? How y'all surviving out here? We're we're fine. We're fine, right? You hear? We're fine. Wait, wait, wait. Someone says fine more than once. You're not fine. <laughs> we're fine. No, we said it four times. That means it's fine. If if you say it five, then we go into Candyman territory, and then it is not. We are not going to be fine. Well, you don't bring that name up. I don't say that name. <laughs> oh, by the way, I, I listened to your episode, uh, Gerard, on Black Man Can't Jump, uh, right before we did ours on Candyman a couple of weeks ago. Uh, good to hear from you. Uh, how are you keeping out in the West Coast? I mean, I like it. I'm, I'm just getting used to it. It's nice because we're finally open. Uh, right. Um, yeah. They, they, they we're taking the precautions super seriously, but it's good, man. We got movie theaters open, so that's my been my big thing. I, I am fully back in movie theaters. Like I will go right. see my movie in a the theater. I need it. Uh, yeah, I'm here, baby. I'm here. What was it. what was the last film you saw in a the theater? Last film I saw was, man. You know what? I I saw. Okay, don't people gonna be mad? I I was lucky enough to do the most LA thing of all time. I went to a press screening of um, No Time to Die. And, oh yeah. And, and, okay, well, look, that's a movie where where I split say on about whether it. we're gonna do. Just give us give us your quick your quick two minute or uh, on No Time I, to I Die. I will say this. This is my thing. I will say I am a Bond fan. Grew up watching um uh Bond films. Uh, somehow for my girlfriend's birthday. She picked um, a resort that um, all the Bond books were written at. So it was like kind of okay. for me, low-key. Bermuda or something um, like no, that? No, it's in, it's in Jamaica. It's in Goldeneye. It's in Jamaica. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's in Goldeneye. And they shot some of this film at the resort. So the people yeah. are talking about it, but like when you watch the film, you kind of can see it. I'll say this. I think um, the pacing is pretty good. Um, I think all the additional characters are great. Like I think they're all great. And then you can also tell that Daniel Craig gives a shit. You can, right. you know what it is. You can tell that this is his last movie. It's the end of an <laughs> era, and everybody is trying their best to make sure this movie does not suck. Right. Uh, right. That like a hundred percent. Everyone is like, "Yo, we're doing whatever everything we got." And to yeah. me, it feels cool. Like it is a longer movie for sure. It's almost three hours, but it moves, man. Like I, it might be one of my favorites out of the Daniel Craig era. I may put it's like definitely three. Okay. Um, it's definitely so. It's got, it's got to be Skyfall, Spectre, then this. See, oh, Skyfall really? and Casino Royale. Casino Royale. This, yeah. Spectre is tricky. the last one, right? And it's tricky because it almost wants to tie for Casino Royale to me, and it's hard because I can't tell if I just like Casino Royale because it was the first one yeah. of his. I mean, this might be second. It might be a better movie. It might be actually a better movie. I'm glad um, to hear that he is. He gives a shit. You can like tell he gives a shit 100%. here because like Spectre, I didn't feel that. Like Spectre felt like they dragged him out against his will, and yeah. and this one I was worried that that would be the same. But I uh, I'm glad to hear that it's not the case. This one you're like they wrote it knowing it was going to be the end, so like it has a good send off. It may have had, I mean I don't want to say it, it has yeah. a really good sequence or two in it that I'm like if I was ever in a franchise, I would want a send off. Like I want I want you to plan for my like my last film. Yeah, like, give me give me all give me the crying scene. Give me the action scene. Give me the sexy I'm in shape scene. And you give me that scene at the fucking end where I'm out here being a badass. You know what I'm saying? Right. Give me the stuff. 
For me, the only the uh, just there's a little part of me that um, uh, so I, I really like Kerry Fukunaga, who uh, mm. directed this one. I, I we've talked about his movies a bunch. I think he's great, um, and I'm excited that he's doing a big movie like this. I know he, um, you know, like he really reached out to the Broccoli's and said, "Can I do this?" You know, because he wanted to step up into into a big movie like this. And I think, and from what I hear, he does a terrific job. Uh, the only thing is that at one point Danny Boyle was slated to direct this particular uh, James Bond movie, even to the point where I think, uh, if you remember, Danny Boyle directed the opening of the 2000, whichever the the Olympics were in the uh, mm. in London, mm. and even had like a sort of a tribute to James Bond in that Olympics, um, and you know he, he was a, he was gearing up to direct the film as well, and then eventually parted ways because of uh, you know I think uh, creative differences with with what the film was turning out to be. I just would have loved to have seen what Danny Boyle version of bond would be like the quintessentially most rock and roll british filmmaker of all time making you know one of the quintessential british characters of all time i just i i, I there was a part of that that i was like i kind of want to i i whatever that is good my or bad i want to see that is he's still going to do it my theory is is that they would have him do the first of a new bond interesting bond because my thing is like um this bond we have right now daniel craig's bond Low key is like I think Daniel Craig even said he's like the crotchety like emotional Bond who's like trying to work right. out his like masculinity issues. I feel yeah. like whoever they have next needs to be, to me, whoever is the next Bond needs to visibly be younger. It needs yes. to be like right. this dude is thirty and this motherfucker is happy as hell. He's a James Bond, Bond <laughs> a James Bond Junior, if you yeah. will. I mean, or yeah. or like you know what I'm saying? It's like Bond is seasoned, but he doesn't have to be like in his. 40s like he could be like hey man that dude turned 32 and he's out here in the streets like it could be that guy <laughs> i think you would have a danny boyle do that like you get danny boyle yeah. to direct it you get a, a new younger bond and you get like um you and mcgregor to play like a bond villain you know what i'm saying <laughs> it's like that would be the quintess- that'd be like a danny boyle that, that would like, be the big film. yeah yeah you know? I, I I agree. I I could see that. I I would be happy about that. I I just I just want to see Danny Boyle do a movie like this. Just for bitter or worse, yeah. I think that would be interesting to watch. I think he'd do good at it. I mean, I will say Carrie did a great job, but also you could tell. To me, it's like it is one of the most for me. Um, out of the Daniel Craig, and it's probably the last thing I'll say. I got it. I, I think Pierce Brosnan is the Andrew Garfield of um, Bond. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like, a, that's a hundred percent correct. Like, like I think I think. If you look at Andrew Garfield, you're like, yo, as Spider-Man, he might be one. Like, he's he great. Be, yeah. He just had terrible movies. He, just, he was in the worst movies. Yeah. And yeah. Andrew Garfield is a fantastic actor. Wonderful. And Pierce Brosnan is great as well. And Pierce Brosnan would just happen to be in some shitty Bond some movies. Well, GoldenEye movies. is awesome. GoldenEye is good. But uh, the, the what's last the one couple after of it? Time what, to Die. What? I like that one. It's like oh the only. Oh my god! Yeah, no, it's sorry. Like, what am I saying? Not, not no time to die. Um, die another day. Oh, die another day. day. Yeah, oh. yeah. I don't remember. Is that, the one, is that the one with Halle Berry or the one with um Christmas? That's um, Halle Berry, and that's the one with the invisible car. Oh, oh no, uh, I wanted the one with Christmas. Yet. That's the one I was talking about with the um, hydro boat at the end. Yeah, Christmas. <laughs> I will say this: they actually, you can tell Phoebe Waller Bridge um, took a yeah. pass at the script because it's dark, but it are. There are light moments, which I think a Bond film really needs, but Daniel Craig's films haven't had. Yeah. Um, right. And it doesn't feel forced, and it doesn't feel very Marvel-y, where it's like, we're about to be in danger. Here's a joke. It feels like, mm-hmm. you know, things are appropriate. Right. Uh, nice. 
Good. Well, that's <laughs> yeah, very yeah. that's very uh, refreshing. Well, so like, nice look, to hear. For listeners, you got two and one here. You got an advanced preview of a Bond review for a movie we haven't seen. Right. There you go. And we're going to do a discussion yeah. here today about the film that came out a few months ago, uh, Sean Levy's uh, Free Guy. Well, even before excited. we do that, before yeah. we do that, here we have some emails. Do we yeah. not? We do have Ooh, some emails. emails. People are writing us in at onlymoviepodcast.gmail.com. We've got a couple of movies that we're going to be discussing. Gerard, did you see Malignant? Um, first off, brother, no. Okay? I'm not <laughs> I'm not watching no Possessed House movie. Like, no. I'm not, like, no. I'm not watching that. I don't need... Nope. Nope. You know what? Nope. You nope. know what? That is the right move. Don't need that. <laughs> I don't need that stress in my life. Nope. Well, uh-huh. Jay, uh, a first-time writer, wrote us in. Uh, I want to say thank you for this email. But uh, Jay writes in, I want to start off by saying how much I admire your podcast. I've been listening for a few years now, and I really miss an episode. I find your thoughts interesting and insightful. I always feel just a little bit smarter after being uh, and better informed after listening. I appreciate how you bring con- contrasting perspectives to the table. Aww. You certainly are the best podcast about movies. Did you hear that, Jara? And even if you wow. hear that, Jara. <laughs> wow. Shots fired. Uh, the the main reason I'm reching out to you is that I just finished listening to your episode in Malignant and wanted to offer my thoughts and experience watching the film. Though I didn't love every aspect of it, I actually quite enjoyed it. If you listen back on our episode, we were not fans of that movie. And since you asked for perspective oh, wow, of people really? who liked it, I thought I would give my two cents. The visual and technical craft are incredible, particularly as someone who likes creepy old houses, foggy lakeside asylums, and interesting lighting and intric- intricately cho- choreographed action sequences, and had a fun time watching. I don't think the story and themes are revolutionary, but I appreciated the chance to return to the critical to turn off the critical part of my brain and just enjoy the ride. Um, Malignant occupies a similar space for me as Cabin in the Woods, The Evil Dead, or better seasons of American horror uh, story. Self-aware, schlocky horror media that celebrates the genre's weirdest tendencies. The other reason I enjoyed Malignant is a much more personal one. In the last month or so, I started to realize that I am trans. So I went down into this with the perspective in the forefront of my mind. As a person who experiences some physical dysphoria, I related to the existential horror terror of being stuck in a body that is not entirely my own. Uh, That is a spoiler for the movie Malignant, but uh, uh, we'll uh, just keep going here. Gabriel even has effects on Madison, which mirror some of the potential effects of testosterone, increased strength, increased aggression, a disconnect from emotions. So Madison's journey to emancipate herself from Gabriel resonated with my personal experience. It's definitely a half-baked reading of the film, but it helped me connect emotionally to the story as I was watching it untold. And it helped me process things that had been on my mind, but couldn't put into words. I hope you find my ramblings useful to understand why someone might enjoy Malignant. I'm not surprised it is such a polarizing film governs how much it leans into camp but at the very least i think it has led to a lot of interesting discussions thank you so much for that email jay i really appreciate taking the time and giving us an alternate perspective on this particular film yeah jay with a reading i hadn't actually considered at all jay i gotta say i know i posited i i draw for for your reference i poo-pooed on that movie real hard in fact harder than i have in a long time i I, really don't like it huh no no people seem to like it i'm Uh. i I just did not and she here like didn't love it but like definitely wasn't on the hate the haterade train that i was Mm. um and jay i gotta say that is a spectacular read that i did not posit before you did you did the assignment perfectly jay you emailed in and you said something truly just magnificent about your experience of the film that I had not thought of. So thank you very much. I can, uh, I can a hundred percent see the, the correlations that you made. And that is, that is a, a phenomenal read. Thank you very much. That's, that's awesome. Uh, I love it when, this and, is what I like. I like it when our viewers can, can call me on some bullshit. I like it. 
No, I just I like, like this. It's nice. Like I, I, I like mouthing off about movies, but I also like it when people in, in, a, in a very polite and succinct way are like, this worked for me because of this. And then it could be like, I'm less mad about it now because that makes a lot of sense. I just appreciate it. So that's awesome. All right. Uh, We've got one more email here from Steve. Tell us what Steve had to say. Steve says, yo, I loved the Shang-Chi episode with my man Patrick Willems. I love watching his YouTube channel and his reviews. uh, And it was a blast for two awesome folks slammed together like a delicious ham sandwich. Thank you, Steve. (laughs) (laughs) This is the first time I think I've been called a ham sandwich, but I'll pass that regard on to Patrick. Uh, He says, I agree with you both about having no reason or interest to rewatch Marvel movies. It's not that they aren't fun to watch the first time around, but it reminds me a bit of something like a great serialized TV show. A show like Lost is great to watch all the way through, but you never watch random episodes and really enjoy it. Same thing with Marvel. I can't just watch Ant-Man because it's not a standalone movie. So it's it's so interconnected, it hinges on knowledge of so much that comes before it that it can it's less enjoyable entertaining uh in a single viewing after the fact. I think it worked for the first 12 years of Marvel, but I wouldn't mind if the big snap caused a creative reset on the entire series at this point so we can just watch one movie and enjoy it. I'll leave you with this. What uh, what exactly was the legend of these 10 rings that the title suggested? <laughs> they explained the father's backstory, but not the rings themselves, and the rings weren't anything that Shang-Chi wanted to obtain in the first place. The title suggests it's a legend that Shang-Chi believes in and is searching for, but it wasn't. Maybe small potatoes, but it was just another reason why I wasn't much fan of a film. Uh, bring Willems back for more reviews. Love it. Thank you, Steve. Um, yeah, did so, y'all, wait, did y'all like? I um, love Shang-Chi. I really did. Uh, uh, I, I thought it was... Super fun, and and to and, and a lot of this uh, that that Steve is mentioning here. Uh, Patrick and I had a deep conversation about the rewatching of Marvel movies, and we all know that I am the the stan of of Shahir and I's relationship uh, uh, when it comes to the MCU. But um, yeah, th- it, there is getting to a point now where it is getting more difficult to just like pick up one and watch it. I can only imagine the 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 not funness of that when someone who hasn't been following it for as many years as I have or we have. So we were getting into that discussion. Uh, and the, the thing be mentioned about the the legend that is very true. I actually hadn't uh, <laughs> hadn't thought of that um, as to what that sort of meant. I imagine it was sort of a nuddle, uh, a nuddle, a subtle <laughs> nod, uh, not a nuddle sod to the <laughs> Iron Man three stuff that goes on in in the midst of it. Um, but I don't know if that's a good enough reason. It was it was an interesting interesting question about that subtitle because we did get the legend of the first man to wield the ten rings. Gerard, did you yeah. see the film? Listen, man. All right. I see I saw it. And how I feel about it is, is that the importance of that movie to me is the importance of Black Panther. If right. you exist and you don't like Black Panther, I respect it. You don't need to say it out loud. Oof. All right. <laughs> I it's think like, I did. <laughs> it's like it's like it's like it's just too it's too important. And to me it's like same with Shang Chi. It's like, hey man. I, I personally, I personally say I went in thinking I was about to get like the raid or Rumble in the Bronx, um, right. but I got three ninjas, and that's okay to an extent. <laughs> you know, it was fun, it was family. I saw it in a theater packed with people who were like so happy to see him on screen, and I'm like, you know what? That's what matters. Yeah. Like, like right. I got, I got nothing. I got nothing. It's just like that's what people want to see. Let's do it, baby. Sure. And, and I got to say, I even, I mean, again, every Marvel film is never going to reinvent the wheel at this point. Uh, the the subtle 
the subtle slight changes they did to it, giving I, again, I think it's a great film too because it's really the villain's story. Like yeah. I think all Marvel, all some of the, the best Marvel films are when they actually focus on the villain, like and they actually make the villain the character as opposed to like it's just this thing and then wrapping around how a character a hero comes to be. Um, and this was like he was, uh, you know, slight spoilers for Shang Chi. He was always a, a, a master martial artist. He was yeah. just hiding, and then he comes out of high. I don't know. It's just it's it's. I really liked it. Anyway, Steve, thank you very much. Interesting question about those Ten Rings. We will get back to you uh, when The Legends of the Ten Rings 2 comes out. Um, all right. Here we are. Here we are. Free guy. Free guy. Gentlemen, okay, I, I'm going to say something with a decent amount of confidence. However, please uh -oh. correct me if and when I am wrong. Out of the three of us, I have probably played the most Grand Theft Auto and Grand Theft Auto Online. I yeah, agree with that. There's a hundred percent merited confidence. Okay. In that yep. one. That, okay, I feel like that's a, that that makes it okay. Uh, I still play it to this day. Uh, there, the community around that game uh, it, it undulates between hyper toxic and some of the kindest people you'll ever meet. It's really weird. And so with the concept of Free Guy, especially after seeing it, we'll get into spoilers later. I, I was always very interested in seeing this movie, not only because do I like Ryan Reynolds and I like silly action schlock, but also it was a definite parody of this game I have played for the better part of, what, seven, eight something years? I don't even remember when five came out. Um, mm -hmm. So, like, it's 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 in my zeitgeist. I play it weekly. And right. this is a parody of that full stop. Um, so I, I, with that in mind, I wanted to ask the follow-up question of how familiar are you with either GTA online or just sort of these online communities that free guy sort of, uh, is trying to emulate or parody in general. Uh, and either of you can start that. I'm just curious where your, where your line is on this. Do you mean, I mean like I know enough uh, essentially play, sandbox games? Know. Not sandbox games, massive multiplayer games. Like, right. like, like for instance, World of Warcraft would be one of them. However, yeah. like Grand Theft Auto Online is a massive multi. It's not a massive multiplayer game in the same way Grand Theft Auto is. You stay in lobbies of up to thirty six people, and everyone's on the same map. Uh, World of Warcraft or Final Fantasy fourteen have lobbies of over like three thousand or something people. Like, there's a there's a, there's a difference in the feel, but right. like. A game where you're playing with more than, let's say, a handful of people in a somewhat persistent world. Right. Jura, you, you're the one who recently got a PlayStation 5. <laughs> I mean, Tell us. I, I mean, I will say, I, like, I, I didn't have a system like that growing up. Like, I had a, like, my system stopped at, like, N64, but all my friends had PlayStation. So I've seen mad people play Grand F, and, and um, my girlfriend's brother is a big Fortnite guy. Mm -hmm. So I'm familiar with, like, and then, you know, my cousins, my little cousins, who's like 12, they play Minecraft. So like, I know the references enough yeah. to get stuff. You know what I mean? But I'm also on enough fanboy sites for the stuff I don't know. They're going to just list the Easter eggs that <laughs> right. I missed. Right. Um, yeah. So I, so I got most of it. I think it's funny for me because I didn't get really excited until the end. And I think that's because that's when superhero stuff got involved. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, oh, this is what I know. <laughs> um, yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, man, like, I think I know enough. I, get, I mean, I get it. I was just curious. I, 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 not, not so much as just getting it. I, was just, I wanted that baseline before we started talking about the different tropes and things that this movie kind of hits. Because 
I feel like re- weirdly for once I, I have a real wide lexicon of this sort of community oh. or world type of thing. And I wanted to see where everyone else landed. Hey man, tell me. Cause I, 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 I think I know somewhere I can get it, but I'm not sure. I, I will say this. I know when those like, um, Twitch people showed up. I was like, oh, these probably aren't actors. They're probably like real Twitch people. Cause They're these the line reads people. are trash. Yes, they like, were. These line reads are so bad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> It's a different skill set, man. Um, yeah, no, I get that. Uh, what about you, Shahir? I, I, I know a little bit about your video game journey, but did you ever dabble your toe into stuff like this? No, I, I didn't. Don't know. <laughs> no, no, I, I, I think I'm in the same page with Jirai, which is that I've played them, but not to the extent where I've like built a community or like actually got up to any sort of quality. Uh, uh, you know, like any standard of the game, which would be meaningful. End and game content. Yeah, mm. and I and I definitely do not interact with people online, uh, like in terms of video games at all. Like, just do not do it. Um, so, but you know, like I, I I know the world. I know enough of like what the world is supposed to be, mm-hmm. and I know enough of what the the gags about the world are supposed to be. Yeah. For me personally, the 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 references that are more for for me pertinent are the 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 film tie-ins with the movie or what what the film reminded me of Mm -hmm. in terms of other movies and so for that it was clearly like the the two references that came to mind were the lego movie and uh the Mm. truman show those were two key movies in my head that i kept in mind and you know not to get into the early start uh, of this conversation about this movie but i actually was like really on board for the first 10 to 15 minutes of this movie as a kind of like as as like a as a riff on you know like basically an, an update to the Truman Show or like you know like a, a modern up, uh, update of this idea of living in a reality which you come to realize is entirely manufactured, which is both the Lego Movie and the Truman Show. That was fifteen minutes though, so uh, we can just keep going. Okay, that. all right, fair. Well, for wow. those of you, I didn't think he was gonna like this movie. I, well, I don't think he did. I think he liked the Hot first take. fifteen minutes. Yeah. Hot take. Uh, so, for those of you who don't know about Free Guy or what it could possibly be about, luckily the Internet Movie Database has you covered. They say this movie is a bank teller discovers that he actually is an NPC inside a brutal open world video game. That is accurate. Great. I, I think that's a great hook. I, I could I could see the script like going all the way up the chain as like, hey, if you read the script where this guy thinks he's you know realizes he's actually a non playable character in a in a video game, and like and you know like and then realizes that and comes, to, I, I can see the script going all the way. Yeah. Like I, I understand how this thing got made. Yeah. No, I I agree. Right. I mean, the 100%. the, the yeah. structure of of the path it probably took is is fairly clear. Uh, and, so and it's a great it's a great hook. Yeah, yeah. So, Shahir, you kind of started your first thoughts. Do you want to end them before we toss to Gerard? Do you want Gerard to go first? Yeah, like, how do you well, want- well, just so I can get out of the way on yeah. this one, really. Just, you know, just get it out in front, you know? <laughs> yeah. I, think, I think we know. What, <laughs> it, I guess it's actually not what you think, which is that it's not, it's not that I didn't love the movie, like, didn't hate... Uh, it's not that I hated the movie at all. I was just, like, pretty indifferent to it by the end which is that i thought i thought it started out great i thought it was like it was a really strong idea um i liked the idea that it was an original uh, original property it was a new um a new concept um i thought the visual styling of it um you know like we talked about sean levy in our um 
um, what was the boxing, uh, the robot boxing movie that we? Oh, uh, that would be uh, Real Steel. We, we talked about Sean Levy and Real Steel. Yeah, yeah right. His, Real his, Steel, baby. Yeah, yeah. I got, I got to get that right. Um, and his, you know, his panache for visuals, especially um, visual effects. Uh, and I think the visual effects on this movie are fantastic. And I think the world building is fantastic. I actually liked that it also felt very contained. You know, like they they were basically yeah. moving around one or two square blocks uh, in this imaginary city, and it was like that didn't feel like a limitation. I was like, that actually feels like what the game would be. Yeah. Um, plus the production design when they actually got onto individual spaces was really good. I just was a little, uh, my feeling about this film was that it was no more than the sum of its parts mm -hmm. and at times often a little bit less than the sum of its parts, um, which is that I didn't feel like the, th the, the things that it wanted to talk about were talked about with, with much, uh, with much conviction and the emotionally resonant beats I felt were almost throwaway. Um, and so it, it, it was just this thing, which was like, yeah, cool idea. Kind of dig it. Uh, didn't think it added up to much. All right. Giraffe. But you know, didn't hate it. Didn't, yeah. didn't like not, was not personally offended by this movie. <laughs> you know, Shahir, I, I, that's how I thought you were going to feel. You know, yeah. that makes sense. That makes yeah. sense. See, the thing is, Crow, what this movie needed for Shahir, it needed needed a different color palette. You know what I'm saying? They needed a, they needed to shoot it on film. You know what I mean? Like Detective Pikachu, right? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Needed, at some point, we needed Ryan Reynolds to walk down that alley in slow motion with the sun kind of lowering behind him, and then just like a bird just just, just flutter right right past the screen. What? It like, should be directed by John Woo. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> it's like, why is this so artsy? Who knows? Yeah. yeah. Who, Who knows? knows? Yeah. Honestly, I saw this movie. It's one of the first, not one of the first, but it's one of the movies I saw um, here in New York when they started opening this stuff back up. And honestly, man, I'm gonna be real. I it reminded me of uh, it definitely had Ted, Ted Lasso vibes. I was like, you know what? Like, <laughs> I want to see a positive movie. Like, you know right. what it is? I, I I think the older I get, and the more films I watch, and um, you know. Like, even, you know, I come visit your podcast, we do ours. I'm like, the movies that usually get a lot of, like, attention are these fucking depressing-ass movies. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I'm watching them, and I'm like, yeah, it's shot well, but the story is depressing for the... If 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 you kick a kid in the butt and the kid flying to the wall, <laughs> that's probably not going to be funny. It's going to be sad. Yeah. And my, that's going to be sad <laughs> universally. You know what I mean? <laughs> like that's I, You haven't been spending enough time on TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm saying, like, to make to make a film that is positive, that still has, like, weight, I'm like, that to me is a very hard thing to do because I think the world is very cynical. And so when I see things like Ted Lasso and movies like this do well, it's like, yeah, man, you know, there is a place for not just – Oh shit, man! The drugs got it. Like I know the drugs are everywhere, but like, show me some other shit. Yeah. Um. So I so I enjoyed the movie. I thought it was fun. It was the the positive Deadpool. I actually like Ryan Reynolds as this character more than I like him as Deadpool. Right. Um. Because I think. I think he. I think he gets a chance to act because one because you know he's behind the mask, but also I do think it's something to have to be positive and not have it be corny. Yeah. And I think that's, I think that's a very hard thing to do. Um, yeah. You know, I thought the direction was like, yeah, everything, the visuals look good. I agree with Shahir though, where like, there are definitely things they, the first half of this movie is much better than that back half. <laughs> I feel like they right. definitely dropped the ball and we kind of get generic. And I, and, and to me, no offense to Disney because Disney hired me, 
Um, <laughs> once they got, once they became a part of Disney, I felt like they just got the cookie jar open where they didn't have to like be as creative. Like they had money, they had access to like things that fanboys and fangirls mm-hmm. would love. Uh, so it kind of took a turn. But hey, one of the first IPs that Disney gave a sequel to and was it freaking 10 plus years or something crazy like, like that? Right. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm here for it. I like it. All right. So something Man. you said uh, was very interesting about the the positivity aspect. Um, I think it is of my humble opinion that in Uh-oh. any type of content, you it is much actually harder to make an emotionally resonant positive film or video game or whatever you're doing than it is to make an emotionally re- resonant negative film. I even see this. I mean, I, you know, I, I work in the YouTube box. There's analytics. I could show you fucking numbers that basically like if I did, a th- if, if I posted a video on extra credits and I said, Dark Souls is the worst video game ever. And I posted another one with the same exact thumbnail, just different, just different words. Dark Souls is the best video game ever. I would get two thirds more views on the negative one. Right. People gravitate towards negativity in a lot of different ways. I feel like it's not exactly the same, but I, I do feel like it is a more challenging thing to make something positive that is emotionally resonant. I think Ted Lasso, weirdly enough, and granted, I think it's sort of waxing and waning in its second season, but I watch it every week. Um, no, it is not. Oh, all right, all right, all right. I think the first oh, season. I think the first you. season is really, really strong, and I think there's some some back and forth, but it doesn't matter because wow. the point is, it's a phenomenal series. And there's the reason why there's not more like it is because it's fucking hard. Like, it's hard to do what Ted Lasso does. Earnesty and positivity is fucking difficult. Because especially, you know, it's funny, you'd think people would want a little bit more of it now because everything is so doom and gloom and the world is uh, uh, burning trash fire and yada, yada, yada. But, like... It's easier. It's easier to feel to, to 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 get to ring those negative emotions. So when it comes to Free Guy, I agree. I like seeing Ryan Reynolds play sort of this weird positive thing. I do agree too that the first half of this movie is better than the rest. I think what and this is the this is a backhanded compliment I'm going to give the film right now. <clears throat> a, a movie in the tech space and the video game space in particular will never feel fresh from the moment you lock it. It's the 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 culture has moved on, like it it just has. You, you just like you can't really do a social media movie because it's going to move the needle ever so slightly for the people that are deep in it. You can give the general tones for people that aren't in it every day, but it will surpass itself. It's a constant march of time. This film was the closest I've seen to a movie. Getting the culture right while still talking about the medium. Hmm. Like Scott Pilgrim feels like a video game. Scott Pilgrim's not a video game. Scott Pilgrim uses Scott video game Pilgrim. tropes. I love Scott Pilgrim too. Man, I wish you were on for that episode. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I was that's fighting. In my, that's in my top 10, man. I was, me too. Me too. Uh, I was fighting left and right uh, about that film. But, but it's not in a video game. This movie is in a video game dealing with video game tropes. And it should feel more old than it does. And it does have moments of feeling a little dated. But, like, I was actually quite impressed with the... And I think it comes from restraint. Like, they dropped a lot of, like... Oh, I think they said the word noob, like, 
I don't know, uh, 15 times. And I get it. It's like a shorthand. It's like whatever. But like, it's like, that's, that's, even that is old vernacular at this point. Um, So regardless, uh, overall, I liked it. I did feel like, this goes into a little bit of our malignant conversation. I felt like the, if they were trying for a uh, mini twist, which we'll get to, it's very easy to figure out what's going on if you know what's going on. Oh, yeah. First um, five minutes. Yeah. Well, the first conversation that's had with uh, Jody Cummings' character is it like, did, yeah, this is it, what the twist is. Yeah, it did feel like... It was a twist? <laughs> yeah, 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 I guess not. Not really. Uh, it wasn't uh, really. A reveal. Um, yeah. it, it did feel like the beginning, the first half, was was truly earnest, and the second half was saccharine. Like it felt, it felt very like, and this is how stories end. And, and, yeah. and even down weirdly enough, I kind of disliked, this is a bit of a spoiler, but there's okay. Happy ending. Uh, and they move away from the city to another place. And I felt like the design of that place threw me entirely as to like what paradise would be for these people. Like we could talk about it a little bit later, but like just that was a that was the first weirdly visual signifier that I was like, oh, we're off the rails now. Right. Um, was that, what was the the problem with that? Uh, it felt like <clears throat> everything we've set up about what these and again these characters are they're all NPCs they're programmed to do stuff they're 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 living their lives in these loops right and then they're uh, you know we'll get into spoilers now three two one yay uh, there's uh, an AI. In, uh, from two of the main characters in the real world that a uh, evil tech baron from Tsunami, I believe the company was, played by Taika Waititi, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, basically like took and integrated into his game to make it play better for some reason. Side note, he also bought it so he didn't steal it, so I don't understand where the... Like there's literally a line yeah. where the woman goes, he stole our code, and then he goes, well, he bought it. And then you're like, well, then there's no legal. Ca- this entire thing doesn't make sense from that. It does like just they could have lost that yeah. line and it could have been very, very clean. Regardless, when the characters become sentient. Like, I don't know. I what felt tropey to me is like, ooh, lush green diagonal mountainsides. This is positive. Like there can be positive uh, yeah. cities too. like it's just it. It took. What, what would be the ideal? Is there ideal g- game city? Is that what you mean? Is that like, what you're saying? Yeah. I'm, like, I'm sort no, of, I'm, I'm not saying, sure what. I'm saying because these characters are are built from the ground up, like to like like cities, right? They just took a city and then they gave it Sonic the Hedgehog, uh, Rolling Hills level one graphics behind it, and I was like, this is your dream. There's like silver cars now. Like what, like I get, like the good part is there wasn't a ton of violence. There wasn't just like helicopters blowing up and shit over them like that. Like I would have much rather like them just like fix their city, like where uh, they live. I, I was, right. I was going to ask because the old city is definitely like Grand Theft. Should the new city have been like Sims or something that it was co- like, could have been Sims. I mean, I, I don't want to farm, but like Stardew Valley, like you could have gotten vibes. Like I would have rather they like save their home as opposed to like go find this secret bad Sonic the Hedgehog level. Like it just, it felt very saccharine to me. Can, um, can I posit a theory please. about why I think that doesn't actually work, which is why I think, and, and, and this is a tricky part because I, I'm going to posit things that are about like, 
what I think the potential of a movie like this would be, which is that, you know, which again is referring to the Truman show or, or the Lego uh, movie, uh, which is that, uh, and, and I think both those movies are outstanding, by mm-hmm. the way, I love both of those films. And I think the, the reason I love both of those films is that they take this premise and then they imbue the character with a sense of like existential dread. They're the, these characters are awakening to the fact that they are, um, that they're that the the boundaries of what they thought the world was are in fact much smaller than they believe, and that there is this other reality that is much bigger than them that they can't even quite fathom. Mm-hmm. And that's the ending of the Truman Show. That is the ending of the, the the Lego Movie. It's this idea that that they face up to this this idea that there is an existential problem here. This movie doesn't really have an existential problem. It has like seven uh, minutes know, like, of one. Yeah, he he basically yeah. realizes that he is art of, like to me there was actually a terrifying line in this which, which is at the end when he says I know that's my programming but that's what I've been programmed to do and I was like oh he he hasn't become sentient he's just become aware that he is a machine and it was like there was just a part of me that was like that found it he'd become the terminator yeah <laughs> I know now why you cry like, yeah he you was like he was yeah. much more because because I think, you know, like, again, the, the sort of boundaries of a story like this are about, like, you know, it taps into our fear of the unknown. Like, as a, as a viewer, we're like, what is the, how does the world actually work beyond the realms of what we can understand? And, and in this case, he kind of, like, learns that. And then, as you're describing, just kind of goes back to living his life day to day. We You know, like, the line is, uh, life doesn't just have to happen to us. We can experience it in other ways or something like that. And it's like... That's not actually what happens because at the end they just kind of recalibrate and are now living in another in another simulation, right? So it's not, and 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 I'm saying that with a sort of a grain of like just a real grain of salt here, which is that I just don't I don't think the film is interested in that kind of thing, and as a result, like as I say, for me it's just kind of like oh it's inoffensive, it's fun, it's light and frothy, and it's like it's cool, but it's not like you know like I don't take a lot out of this movie beyond what I you know like the things I saw. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's maybe that that feeling that you that sense that you have about like why the the world at the end sort of seems like a rehash of the world that they had at the beginning is because it doesn't really feel like there was much change other than self awareness. Yeah. Right. I mean, I think the most important thing they were concerned with was, hey, do you like popcorn? Cool. <laughs> Come watch it in this theater. Like, I don't think any of that. Honestly, watching this movie, I saw it, and it actually was a packed theater when I saw it, and it was pretty late. Um, in the game after its release, so this movie definitely was a word of mouth kind oh, of yeah. like film. Yeah. Um, I think I think honestly it was like yeah we want people to have fun because I think honestly once they got you hooked on the game stuff you're right. everyone's right it's like we just went back to old film tropes and was like all right you're here let's have fun until we get to the end of this thing I think they didn't give a sh- like I honestly think sometimes people will make movies and they want it to be a mainstream movie and people will question how smart can that movie be. I mean, I but the the Lego movie is such a great example of this because that is a movie that is both a popcorn seat filler and something interesting to say about the world, Here, right? Listen, man, you talking about Lord Miller, okay? I know, that's Lord what I'm saying. Miller, They're so but, but, good at this. But, yeah. but the and thing this, about Lord and, it, no, this is not right. that, obviously. <laughs> no, you're right, but I also think you get away with that a little bit when it comes to animation. Because I think a lot of times like people will say, oh, we got this animated film, it's for kids. But it's so mm. often that people will make sure that adults get it too because they got to watch it. That's a very Whereas point. this one, I feel like sometimes people go in expecting popcorn films to be like literally just like a break, like a switch off of your mind sometimes. 
It's like, yeah, yeah. we're going ahead. We want to have fun. It's two and a half hours. Like, I'm not worried about, like, I can't pay rent. Like, my wife. This is an air conditioner movie in the summertime, right? Like, this is like, I, I'm here for the baby. air conditioning. Yep. Oh, I'm sorry. Are we talking about Venom Let There Be Carnage? Uh, yeah. We're talking about this. <laughs> First off, yeah. Venom, that movie, we watched, like, I watched that movie for 10 minutes. Like, that movie, I watched that a t- uh, minute. The movie was an hour and 30 minutes, and the only important stuff was like 10 minutes at the end of the film. And I was like, what? why make movies like that? But yeah. anyway, that's anyway, not yeah, this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's can we, not this one. Can we talk very briefly? And and sh- my wife was like, hey, you should be careful about how you talk about this because it's a New Zealand thing. Uh-oh. And I was like, can we talk about the New Zealand thing here? The New Zealand elephant what? in the room on this one. Listen, listen, I don't know what you I don't know what you're about to say, but um, I know who you're not about to talk about in my presence. <laughs> who who I need to hire me one day, so I don't know who I don't know what you about to say. Listen, Taika Shahir. is amazing. Like, don't, don't get me wrong. Like, Taika is a national treasure and a now an international treasure. There's a quality to his performance in this film where I feel like like Shahir is talking feel, to everybody. Does it feel like to you they got him for like two days in this movie and that and like they had him in for two days and like one location? No, two locations, two days. Once yeah. upstairs in the office and yeah. once in the server room. So it's, it's got nothing to do with him personally, but it was just like, it was just like, it, I guess in a weird way, it was like maybe the, the, the sort of the feeling of what stunt casting is, which is that it, it, it oh, just yeah. felt like they brought him in. Do your thing and got like. But I this just, feels I like feel Tom like Cruise he, and Tropic Thunder. Like it is yeah, stunt it casting, like but there's nothing point. wrong with that. It's nothing wrong no. with it, but it was just like the, there was just the quality to it, which was like this is this character supposed to be the big bad or like the antagonist of the film, and I and I was like I literally just felt like you know they had him for a couple of days, let him kind of run loose on the whole thing, and it was like it felt a little disconnected i mean i guess this in totality with like the rest of the the film feeling um uncommitted to certain ideas it, it kind of just felt like they you know like it, it was very um disconnected for me no, okay okay listen I, i'll tell you this i i i stand taika hey if you're listening that was shahir course, talking shit early yeah um, but you're yeah. but shahir is right it's like they didn't have Taika that long in this movie also, but I don't, again, I think it goes back to that script. I think like the script could have really talked about like these tech guys who are low key supposed to be young and cool, but, but just as bad as like the boomers who are like taking everybody's money and not giving a fuck. Like you could have made this guy into Mark Zuckerberg if you wanted. So the, the interesting thing is in the, in the gaming space, like if you want to get into like, (laughs) as a resident gamer, (laughs) like, I feel like he, he, they actually do do that, but it's very low key. Like all of the stuff he does and says in the, in the big picture, really real world who people who don't play video games like this all the time, doesn't seem that bad for the people that are in it. Like, the idea of sort of the promise of like, oh, of course everything from the first game is going to roll over. And then the second game comes out and they're like, nah, you have to buy all this shit again. Like, that's the shit on blogs I read every fucking day. Like, right. th- this is, it, it's like, he is he is the scam artist. He is that Mark Zuckerberg. But for this very specific. No, no it's not that. I okay. guess my thing is like, I figured that, but my thing is, what do we, what's the take on that person? Like, right. for me, it's like the first half of this movie we were experiencing guy in the game, which we never experienced. Before. We, yeah. ne- we never seen like a background character. We're, we're seeing the flip, like his vision of the world. We know this guy exists like that. Sure. So what are we saying I about see. him? Is, I is see. Like, nothing. They're saying nothing. 
it's, it's just yeah, and just it, it just like 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 you even said before, the whole actual mechanics of the 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 legal story of this doesn't really make any sense. No, and like if this character was actually fleshed out to be a genuine character in the film, you could ex- not only explain that more, but also have the stakes of the story raise even further. Mm-hmm. You know, like because like why does he introduce artificial intelligence into his game? You know, like what is that about, uh, and why is he afraid of that? And you know, like it, it just. It really does feel like, you know, it's just kind of, it's it's just this element. And it's the biggest non-CGI element that's thrown into the movie, right? Like, Taika is a big presence in this movie yeah. in terms of he's a big performer. It's like a big thing he's doing here. I will but say he got, he got... Like it's just thrown... He on got, top of the movie. He got me my biggest laugh, and that was when he was talking to uh, to Mauser. And he was like, oh, we're friends now. Good. Okay, we're gonna, we should have a catchphrase. Ready? Let's say our catchphrase on the count of three, three, two, one. Get back to work! And I was like... <laughs> I liked, I, I loved it when he, um, when he like, uh, got into his meditating pose and then tried to, like, break dance back up. <laughs> Do the, yeah, the kickflip. Like, yes, yeah, the kickflip. <laughs> but that, well, also, I mean, that's what that, that's what that performance is, right? Like, the, yeah. the it, it's all, like... His wardrobe is on point, too. and Ooh, improvs fire. and, like, fun, you know, like, and he's, and Taika's amazing at that. He's, he's phenomenal at it. Um, but it it just it sits in the it, it, as a as a part of this movie. It feels like a weird addition to the movie and not one fully integrated. I was sad. Also, why that, did he oh, be a bad guy in the game? Sorry, that ahead. was what. Thank you, Jarrah. Yeah, yeah, that was well, exactly yeah, what like, I was going to say. Yeah. Why didn't he log in and and do some god mode shit like like because they didn't have him this for more than two is days? Well, is is Rob McElhenney in uh, Mythic Quest is is a take on this yes. character? It's yeah. the same. Yes. It's yes. the exact same character. Yes. Is but, like, but you know, like the problem is that is fundamentally actually, part of actually, that Shahir, story. actually, actually, here it's a very different character. So this character, uh, Antoine, only cares about profit. What Ian in Mythic Quest cares about is his vision, and he doesn't give a shit about profit. Like he, right? He's a. They're and both that, megalomaniacs, but for very different reasons. But they're the, they're the same role in the world of the film, right? Like they're, they're they're the creators of the game who have a stake in controlling what the game is and isn't, right? Like they're both the creators of their their. But they're used, games. yes. In, 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 if you look at the script and, and notes of the I'm characters, saying, yes. But their the uses is, their uses in the stories are vastly different. Exactly, because in 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 Mythic Quest, that character is actually integral to the entire story. Yes, and how you view the world. Yeah, this character is not. Well, it's stun casting. It's stun casting. It's it, there for two days. It just feels yeah. like it's sort of yeah. thrown on top of it. <laughs> I mean, right? they could. I was like, oh, I was like, at the end, I was like, oh man, they're gonna freaking Scorpion King him. He's gonna be in the yeah. game as some like weird creature thing. No, He's but they only like, had him for two days, up. right? Yeah. Like, Clearly, so, they should have like, scanned him. I was like, they should have Scorpion Kingdom. They should have just, at the end of the day, he's a morph between, like, Mickey Mouse, who else Disney own now? Like, whatever Disney characters are, I was like, he yeah. turns into, like, I don't know, what is that, um, Kingdom, uh, what is it with the little, with the key, Kingdom Hearts? You, you know like, what you should King, Kingdom Hearts characters? <laughs> Jesus it's, Christ. It's, well, DC, uh, Disney doesn't own DC, but if he turned up as the Green Lantern... That would have been perfect. Oh, oh yeah, yeah you know, like that would have that would have been a perfect moment. But um, uh, to me, to me, it would have been even better if at one point he'd have came in and he'd have turned up as uh, Deadpool. He'd yeah, 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 yeah. That would still want to know. I like this is great. <laughs> but who no, but it's just it's just the the thing of what this movie is and it isn't doing right. Like this movie is uh, trying to give you just you know sort of cheap you know. 
I'll say a cheap spectacle uh, or 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 empty calories, I guess, uh, versus yeah, I, anything but I meaningful. Say, and, know, the, oh, sorry, Jerry. So no, the thing I love most, and I, I, I want to say something that I like about this movie, is God damn it, if I don't love Ryan Reynolds, man. I've been watching <laughs> Ryan Reynolds. I, yo, I actually watched two guys, a girl in a pizza place. Okay? Nice. Like, you were before remember, Van Wilder. Yeah I, yeah, I remember when Van Wilder came out. All right, I remember it. Low key, very offensive um, nowadays, but it's like this man has been charming. And honestly, I think as a comedian, most comedians play the same part for years, and then people get annoyed. Yep. But somehow he's been able to do the same part in different ways. Uh, very, and I, yeah. And I and I really enjoyed him in this movie. I, I really enjoyed him. I enjoyed Lil Rail mm-hmm. when they were like friends because they both were. You know what it is? It felt like. Everybody knew what kind of movie they were making. We're making a big, happy movie. Like, the tone was high. It's like, ain't no one's grounded. It's high. And that's the movie we're making. Um, Ryan Reynolds and, uh, and, and Lil Rel, uh, like, it felt like, I don't know if it's great acting or if they're actually just friends in real life, but, like, like even though they were saying silly, like, Lego movie-esque shit, like, I was like, these characters love each other. I was like, this is like, mm-hmm. th- again, it's hard to do earnestness I- 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 and be so forward-facing with it. And I feel like they, in particular, uh, really sort of, like, sold the heart of, like, the kindness at the baseline of what these characters were evolving into. Um, I loved, I, hmm. oh, what, hmm. what do you got? I just, I did I didn't love that relationship to be honest with you. Okay, she here hates friendship. Wow. She hates friendship. Wow. I, I felt like, it was I wow. I felt it was. Have you ever thought um, she's just not emotionally available? Yeah, yeah, I know I'm not. Um, but I, I felt it was like a little hamstring and like his appearance and like it, uh, the problem is is that I don't get a sense like to, to to preface all of this. I don't. It doesn't bother me that the film is like this because I don't think you know it matters so much. But I think <laughs> I don't get a sense of what this character wants. And then when it suddenly became about missing his best friend towards the end, and then his best friend suddenly reappears in the game, oh, I was just like, oh. I'm not saying the beat like- to beat moment at the end was like super great. I'm talking about like when they were. So here's a fun thing about friendship. Most of it isn't large life-changing moments. Those are important, and there is one in this movie when he talks him down from the ledge of not being real and what is real. Like, that actual speech, that whole thing about, like, you know what's real? This moment. You can't say a moment's not real because we're experiencing it. I was like, fuck, that's true. Again, it goes back to a very gamer-focused thing. The relationships and the friendships and the interactions I've had with people in video games are no less real than the ones I've had in real life. Fight me, Internet. Like, they're, they're not. It's just a different way to do it. And so in the but 90% of this movie is just them dicking around in the saccharine sort of like very sweet, natural, positive way. And it felt real to me. I don't think the situations like now I'm back and there's this stuff and this is cool. Like, I don't care. But when they were interacting with one another, even just walking down the street, like you could tell there was it's hard to be that over the top, happy and positive and still sound like you actually give a shit. And yeah. they pulled that off to me. Yeah, I think I think the movie technically works well on that level, like yeah. as a just just riffing kind of fun, you know, like everyone's having a good time making this movie kind of thing. And but like whether it 
means anything or Listen, you know, adds up to anything. Nothing Man. means anything in this movie, Cher. And that's the yeah, it, does, it doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> it is li- literally, um, what's her name? Jody Jody Comer. Comer. Jody Comer. Like her, for instance, like I, I am not familiar with Killing Eve. Um, I am not I'm either. Sorry. I'm sorry, fans. Yeah. Uh, I'm not. I know people love it. But watching her in this movie, I was like, you know, I like the dual role she played. Yep. Like I really did. Like I, yeah. I even though when I see really attractive people, like Hollywood tries to pretend that they're like they're not attractive. Like in the role <laughs> right. she was like, I was like, first off, like, <laughs> are they gonna take off her glasses next? Like, like what do we like? Just it, you can have an attractive person who plays a video game. Just make her be. Yeah. Like I don't know. Just like we don't have to do this anyway. Um, they right. Clark Kenter and shit. But um, yeah. I enjoy I enjoyed the action scenes with her. And the thing that's that's really interesting is that. I like these kind of movies that can interweave cameos. Like I'm a big cameo. I I don't know why I'm a cameo dude. Like even when I watch like a serious movie and you see like, you know, Jack Nicholson photo in the background of a movie, like the fact that you had Channing Tatum in this movie, who talking about um, Lord Miller. Yeah. He's got one of the best cameos in uh, uh, 21 Jump Street. Oh, in and uh, not 21 Jump Street. What was uh, the this is the, the end? one we uh, yeah. this is the end? Yeah, this is he's a end. committed cameo player, yes. right? Like he's just like come in. And he's like, what? I'm in this movie for ten minutes. What's the weirdest fucked up thing you can do with me? You got me for a day. Let's do it. And you I know? love that they put him as the emote guy. Like yeah. that's yeah. just what yeah. his because joke. He can dance. Yeah. yeah, like that was the thing yeah. when he was dancing. I was like, man, Channing Tatum, just dance, yeah. do it, whatever you do it, just, just do it with a two step, please. And, and also, it's so funny because he doesn't stop. And 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 Sherry, I think we were talking about Lord, um, Lord and Miller earlier, and it's like think about how good those guys are. I remember people used to hate on Channing Tatum, yeah. and then Twenty One Jump Street came out, <laughs> and everything changed. Yep. It was yeah. like. We like this dude. So so seeing that and like, you know, I, I'm skipping around whatever. Um, you know, one of my favorite parts of this movie is like, is the big spoiler at the end when he's fighting what's the what's the big meathead guy's name? Uh, uh, dude. Dude. His name's dude. dude. Well a guy has to fight dude. And I didn't know, like I didn't know uh, I, I avoided like spoilers. So I didn't know that uh he was gonna have a Captain America shield. I didn't either. Yeah. I was like, my theater went nuts like it, they really? they went insane especially when you had the chris evans cameo what would have been better yeah because they disney owns them what they should have did is they should have had chris evans say what the fuck i gave it to you and had a camera spin to the other side of the table and it's anthony and mackie being Steve, like oh yeah, shit yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they have it run over. like that would have that would have been a double joke baby come on now they could have shot that in a day uh <laughs> Um, my, uh, I gotta admit, when they started doing that and the Star Wars thing, I was here. Uh, so, so this, is, so this is. Like, can I? Uh, let's wait. let's talk about the good I didn't and bad hate of it, this. But I was just like, uh, boy, let's boy, talk boy. about the good and bad of this. So, video games do this shit. For, Fortnite front and center. Yeah, Fortnite does people this all just time. do this all the time. They, they hit them with the Fortnite hammer. That's the the thing. Uh, that's the um the unicorn or whatever. But what I wish, and I knew they wouldn't do this the second they started doing it. I wanted a joke at the company interact like interact intermeshings expense because whenever this shit comes out the community is like kind of rolls their eyes and I was like oh what the fuck why is why is superman in fortnite with a sniper rifle this doesn't make fucking sense but then people go out and buy the skins like the hypocrisy is real and I I I'm as guilty of it as anybody okay so but I wanted to mention like if you're going to do the ah uh, all the other properties are in this game joke Take it the whole way. 
like be be a little bit self-deprecating and be like like there's there's ways to do this and make it feel like it's actually a game that has a community that is around this. And again, it might not be a big thing for people that are outside of this, but if you're if one of the goals I think this movie feels like wants to feel like a bit as true to a gaming culture as it possibly can in a happy Hollywood setting, uh that was something I felt was missing like as these things started rolling out. Um I, I wanted it to be more more of a like I wish it was like you got a shot even of Taika in the back be like, oh we got we got two million for that one or like something like you know, something just like calling you know it out. I, I I will just say quickly though, uh, as much as I like my eyes kind of rolled at that, I will say this movie does have a little bit better of a balancing act of how to pull that off and a little bit more restraint on those types of moments than the two movies that we've seen recently that that do exactly this and make you know the eyes don't just roll back they're like you know the, the whole hands kind of thrown in the air and it's space jam 2 and uh and ready player one you know which are like just like added a, hey here's this character here's this character i think this movie actually has i i don't like these moments but i will say these moments yeah, were right. far more restrained they because of than, the restraint it made them special because they in the world, worked them in I, would, there. I wouldn't like, go I that far. But <laughs> I think I think they worked them in there. Like when I watched Ready Player One, like again, I I realized even watching like Space Jam, I'm a Warner Brothers Warner Brothers fan, um, right. and so when I saw like you know in the race, all of a sudden someone has a Batmobile and a DeLorean, and then like the Iron Giant, and all of a sudden yeah. for some reason there's Adam West, Batman, and Catwoman from the '60s like in <laughs> at the game. It doesn't make sense. Whereas in this movie, it's like, all right, cool, you got power ups, and also, you know, like Carl was saying, like in Fortnite, I've watched my my girlfriend's brother play it. I'm like, hey, yo, bro, put blade, get blade. You know, what I'm saying? like yeah. I've like I have been in the background telling them about, hey, 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 get, get the Batman skin, yeah, get the yeah, Batman yeah. skin, you know. Um, so what, I get, yeah, I think they worked it in better for sure. Wouldn't it made sense if the dude was Taika? Wouldn't it have made? Yeah. Would that have made yes. more sense? Yes. Yes. Yeah. At 100% like like, like a, a lot more sense, right? Like it just the joke like, would have been different, but it would have made sense. Yeah, but it the makes, joke. Yeah, I didn't hate the joke, but I was just like, in terms of like pulling the story together. I like, wonder uh, if Taika was a late ad. Like, I wonder if maybe it feels like because that villain character could have been anyone. And I wonder yeah. if they were watching yeah. this down and they're like, oh, we need some funniness in the outside world because right now there isn't any. And then I they went right. through. Tyke is the Jim Carrey Sonic character. You know what I mean? Right. It's like he's just big. He's 90s. He's – but you're right. I don't think I don't think he was in there. But also I think we would – if, if Tyke would have been dude, we would have lost dude being a part of the town right. later on. Right. Yeah, Which yeah, I don't right. think you needed. No. So those are throwaway yeah. jokes, but – You just would have lost the and, joke. And it might have actually been a, a like more conventional, maybe, maybe a more predictable, you know, like that would have been the Scorpion King ending, you know, yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, man. Scorpion yeah. King and baby, one of the best endings in movie <laughs> history. <laughs> best endings with the worst CGI ever. Couple I will man, say, again. I knew it was The Rock. <laughs> I, I, yeah, why wasn't the like like uh, uh, Ryan Reynolds would like appeared in fi- in the Hobbs and Troll movie? Why couldn't Ry- you know Rock been dude to him a solid? Yeah, and also why was Hugh Jackman the character whose face was covered? I think like, that that's what his, character like, in the movie, he was dude. the guy at the beginning who gives the map. It was Hugh Jackman in the alley. Yeah. Oh, it's, really? It's, it's yeah, that's girl. Hugh Jackman. Yeah. Well, I think it's just his voice. Like, but it's just you know. Oh well, that's just a show. joke because him and Ryan Reynolds are buddies. That's all that yeah. is. Yeah. But how cool would it have been? Like, seriously, hear me out. How cool would it have been 
it may have been one of those games where like, oh man, you get a power up and then he'd have just hit a button and all of a sudden it'd have been Wolverine. Yeah. Like little Hugh Jackman, but in the costume we never got to see. Yeah. Right. And yeah. like he does a quick like slash across the screen like it's Marvel versus Capcom. Berserker Barrage. And yeah. he's gone. Yeah. I'd have been like, fucking for the price of admission, you've done it. Yeah, right. it, that would have been really good. In the in the second Deadpool movie, when they had Brad Pitt as the Invisible Man, you know that's yes. the kind of gag you're talking about, yeah. right? Yes. Yeah, yes, yeah. I mean, and to me, it's like you can get away with that in these kind of movies. But I, what I am interested in, to be honest, is that there hasn't been kind of a outside of a Christopher Nolan, there hasn't been like a big blockbuster like original IP movie in a while. So I'm wondering, like, is this going to give Hollywood like? a little bit of hope you can kind of, uh, I mean, you still gonna have to have a Ryan Reynolds or, or Sean Levy a part yeah. of it, but it's like, will you at least get new ideas? I like, hope so. Like as much as I love comics, I'm like, Hey, listen, all right, stop. Like I, 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 as a comic fan, I was in the comic book store today. I watched what if, and I was like, man, we, we don't have to just keep, I get it. We don't, we don't got to keep doing this. You know what I mean? We can stop a little bit. We can we can figure out a way to like change it up. Like yeah. Reboot yeah I, that was the feeling I had when I saw the What If trailer for the first time. I was like, oh, the whole world is Marvel now. Like the, oh, the whole world, everything is a Marvel You thing literally now. have a show that you need to have watched 22 films to fully understand on yeah. Marvel. Like it, it's 100%. insane. I love it, but it's insane. Yeah, no, but I I agree with you, Jarrell, which is that like like for me the movie is inoffensive and it's like I think I think the thing that makes it work is it isn't mean it's not a mean spirited movie it's got yeah, it's got a, like a you know like the, there is a sort of playfulness and a sort of enjoy a, uh, a joyousness to it that is kind of like uh, endearing which makes it kind of which makes its emptiness like work you know what's so uh, interesting? but it is empty and it is kind of like well, a movie that I'm not really gonna. Uh, think about much the emptiness of it is interesting too because like the world the world of free city right is that sort of empty vapid world in some of these games like i couldn't believe how fucking spot on all of the player characters costumes are like they're just like mismatched like like mad max slash like 80s nonsense costumes and like that's all that people wear in these games like gas yeah. masks and like the fucking the the bandana with the with the drippy skull and like all this shit. Even even Millie's character like has like body armor underneath like a, an Indiana Jones esque like suspender getup. Like I, I did think like I know you guys kind of liked that costume earlier, but I did think that I was like I was unclear as to what the utility of that costume. was. Oh, there's no and, like, utility. Was, no, 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 no. But even from a storytelling point of view, it was like. Obviously, they made a choice to dress her like this, but it was like it didn't, you know, they could have dressed her anyway because it didn't matter to the story how she was dressed. Well, right? I actually think it does. Like, the, right. I, I think the, if you're going to have the same actor or actress play themselves in and out of the game with a game that has, with the art direction of the game in the movie being so outlandish and kind of crazy, and you want them to sort of at least be somewhat identifiable back and forth, but not entirely, I think the transformation they did is is quite apt. I liked the different hair and the different outfit. I even loved the British accent filter. Like, I thought that was, like, a good call. Like, mm -hmm. it actually, because when you do make these games, straight up, my character in Grand Theft Auto Online is literally the silencer from 
my my the WDI thing I worked on forever ago. Like it's a it's a mime in a weird sort of costume that like is not like it's not doesn't look like me. Looks like a weird fucking mime. So like and it's great because the famously the Grand Theft Auto online protagonist that your character put is put in the shoes of never talks. The game even sort of makes fun of that. Uh, so having it be a mime That's makes fun. narrative sense in my own head. So like there is sort of an importance of. It, it, video games in this way sort of fall into two different players I've found. Either people want to make exactly what they look like in the game, and that's fun too, I've done that, or that wants to be like, come as you aren't, knight. Like, you want to be something completely different. So if you want the same actress to play both parts, I really liked how different they made her feel. Um, and and the, she, bordered, she bordered on real dumb costume like everybody else, but slightly less dumb as well. Like, it, it was, I don't know, I found it a very nice balance. Um, look, that having been said, Shahir, you're not wrong. I'm not going to like think deeply about free guy, you know, years to come. Will I watch it again at some point? Yeah. It, it's a feel good movie. It's, it's a popcorn flick. Like Jara said, I, I like its positivity. It had one or two moments of actual resonance and I'll, you know what? I'll even look past the eventuality of shoe hoarding it all into a manic pixie dream girl trope. Um, like it, 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 Wait, is it, it feels, almost feels reversed. Cause I don't feel like she was manic. I almost feel like he was the manic pixie girl. Well, the, the trope is a, a eccentric woman in one way or another comes along and, and fixes a, all of a man's problem. Like, like in his life, like sort of like the, the, so maybe it's not manic. Maybe it's buttoned up. She <laughs> dream. Like it was, it, it didn't have to go this route. And actually I wish I wish the love story wasn't so telegraphed. Like the, it, the reason I fell into that trope or thinking about it was at the very end when she's like watching the, the video story. clips again and like yeah. get, like you see her realize it nine times. Yeah. I'm like, why is this here? You've built a great character in Millie. Why are you treating her like an idiot garbage child right now and making the end be this? Like she should have always known or not been ready or not wanted it to or like something I like I, okay, I you, you've I turned her, you've troped the shit out of her after you've spent the entire movie not doing that. <laughs> like, that. Uh, I don't know. Anyway, but overall, there's a lot to like about this movie. I, I thought I would dislike it much more than I did. Uh, I would say it's a good watch, and especially, as we've all said, new property. New property that's big. <laughs> Go forth. What do you guys think? Final thoughts. I, uh, I'll, let, I'll let you I have the final word on this, but I was just like quickly saying, maybe that's too low a bar to set for a movie these days. It's like, it's a new property, so that's what we're into it. Now, I just, like, it's... I think the things that save it are um, are uh, the fact that it is an interesting idea for a movie, um, and and uh, that uh, it is uh, it has some new new potentialities. With I don't think the movie actually lives up to those potentialities. I think the movie's kind of like like I say, less than the sum of its parts. But you know, I, I'm not mad at it because you know, like good for you, Ryan Reynolds. You know, like go go yeah. go ahead with your bad self. You know. Yeah, I mean, like again, I mean, sure, you know, man, it's hard to get a movie made. Uh, yeah, and to me, lovely. it's like, to me, it's like, um, was this movie perfect? No, but it was fun. It was like a way to get back into theaters. I think if it would have came out when it was supposed to, and the world wasn't shut down, it may not have done that well. But I think mm. because we we're in COVID and it wasn't a lot in theaters, and you know, it was kind of a breath of fresh air. Uh, timing, I think, timing just worked out really well yeah. for this movie. Um, yeah. Like I. Again, I'm fine. Like I think this is the perfect movie that will eventually play on like TNT during Christmas, um, during the holidays, um, 
kids can watch it. Adults would be like, all right, fine, put it on. And I think that's, I think, I think that is fine. This is a fine movie, and yeah. there's nothing wrong with that. It's like, yeah, like you would be like, hey, you seen Free Guy? Yeah, it's fun. Like that's, mm-hmm. I you would squeak a little bit, yeah. <laughs> yeah, a little bit on the you, you uptick on the voice. You know what's funny? Yeah. The, the thing that just rolled around in my head here was just like thinking that this is what the best version of Space Jam 2 could have been, right? Like yeah, yeah. It, the best yeah. that Space Jam 2 could have hoped for was to get to this point. All right. And 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 this is and, – and so the, the fact that Space Jam 2 basically kind of is the same sort of tenor of movie, the same style of movie with about the same amount of depth but doesn't work, it kind of – because – the the actual sort of charming th- there's no charming to Space Jam two that's the problem mm-hmm. right like and like mm-hmm. it's it's sort of um, it's playing around with IP is not fun it's uh, it, it's sort of uh, grating mm-hmm. and in this case it's actually sort of lighthearted and fun because it's new you know like so it's it's hard to be mad at it because it's new you know what I mean yeah. yeah. I agree. Well, I, agree. I think we should go out on that little bit of us all agreeing. This has been the only podcast about the film Free Guy. Jira, it is always a pleasure oh, to, to you, see you here. You, it's you. funny. I have a – you can't see it here on the Zoom call, but I have a poster, like a banner of, of our old sort of live shows that we used to do. It's up on the wall. And I always look over, and, and it's because I think my Photoshop for this one is particularly terrible. But for our Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice episode, mm-hmm. uh, w- nice. with you as Aquaman, it nice. always stands out up here. And I'm always like, what the nice. fuck is Jarrah up to, man? So it's great seeing you and having you on here. Thank you, man. I'm trying to go to Comic Con. I used to have a photo of someone sketching me as Batman, and somehow I lost it. <laughs> oh no! Um, what days are you I'm going? Like, I'm determined. I'm 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 going Thursday and maybe Sunday because one of my friend got tickets, and I'm just using one of his passes. I have a friend who's doing that as well. I was thinking about going later in the weekend, so I'll I'll hit you up if I go Sunday. Yeah, man. I'm trying to go get that done. Nice. Uh, where can folks find you and all of the wonderful things you do? I mean, listen, uh, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Gerard Milligan. Maybe not Instagram. I'm trying to wean off of that because I don't think it's good for your psyche. It's not. Uh, you can follow my podcast, Black Men Can't Jump in Hollywood. We're also doing live shows. Uh, so we'll have a live show October 21st out in Los Angeles at nine, 7 p.m. Mm-hmm. Um, at the Comedy Nook in West Hollywood. We got nice. a couple fun guests there. If you got Netflix, please watch Astronomy Club. People are watching it again, which is very weird because, like, I don't oh, think nice. it's going to help now. But it's like, where the fuck we are when we need you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I had it playing for a whole weekend. Just, just let no, you listen, know. no, listen. I appreciate it, but it's so weird now. I was like, oh yeah, people watch it. What? 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 Uh, I guess people like after squ- <laughs> after Squid Game, they need something to laugh at, uh, <laughs> right? So, uh, but yeah, that's it for me, fellas. All right, Shahir, when you are not living out your fantasy. Of you know, just really. This sounds so creepy. Uh, <laughs> writing your but dissertation so sweet, after sweet, giving sweet, uh, someone gives you a pep talk in the middle of a bank robbery. Where could folks find you? Uh, you can find me at my website, uh, reciting Mariah Carey's uh, all of Mariah Carey songs uh, nice. uh, at www. That's h a h i r d a u d. dot com. Matt, when you are not uh, pwning the noobs on uh, on Fortnite, Wait, what? What's, uh, where can people find you? Pwning the noobs. You can find me decoding all of your leet speak on my website m a t t h e w k r o l. dot com. My life and works also Skeletor, the number four P R E Z on Instagram or PSN. That's right. I'll give my 
my PlayStation name again because that's this game, that's the movie. Uh, also, Emperor MSK on Twitter. Please check out the good works we are doing over at Extra Credits. We just launched our new show. We're doing a show about literature. Uh, it's called So You Haven't Read. The first ep- the first ep is on The Count of Monte Cristo by Alexandre Dumas. Go mm. check that shit out. It's the original revenge serial, and it's dope as fuck. Um, and yeah, I guess that brings us to the end of our program. There was a point in this episode where I wanted to tell the story about Gerard, my son, and I have no place to tell Wait, it. Wait, what? Yeah, just like, <laughs> this can be the end it. story. Uh, the reason I love seeing Gerard is that like, like I love to like miss with Gerard and then like my, my son also does the same. So we yes, always do this true. thing, which is like, who do you prefer? Gerard, Rachel. And he always like changes depending on who he knows he's going to listen. My, my son loves Gerard and Rachel, by the way, he, he always talks about them, but I just, I, there's this one story I got to tell, which is that I, it was like my favorite story about like how I think we kind of somewhat became family in this way, which is that you were at my birthday and my son came up to me and was like, I want to go outside and, and, or no, no, you turned to me and said he wants to go outside or something. And I was like, yeah, yeah, take him. It's fine. Totally, totally fine. And then like, it wasn't like, to, but a couple of weeks later when you came to me and said, oh no, no, he wanted me to take him to the bathroom. So I actually took him to the toilet <laughs> yes. and like wiped his ass. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait, what? <laughs> I remember that. Cause I was like, cause the ass was so wild. And like I remember, I remember when. when but he when trusted he you to like he's never he's never done that with anybody. <laughs> well, listen, I was like, first off, you told me that, and I was like, wait, I know that's supposed to be a beautiful thing, but when the kid is like, hey man, can you help me wipe my ass? <laughs> <laughs> that was the thing. Like this is how much my kid would like trust and like you know it was like, and I didn't real. The thing is, I didn't realize it was happening. I literally thought. He said, can you take me outside to like go look outside? I did not realize what he was asking. He was taking him to the bathroom and wipe his ass. <laughs> no, because the adults were having fun. And I was like, so you just go, it's, it's a bunch of them. Some of them got kids. I know they got kids. But I, it's, just, it's, it's just not many people would take your kid to the bathroom like Listen, unprompted. I know? didn't know. I hope I was like, man, please let this be appropriate. Come on. Can you do it yourself? Can you start? I was like, I was like, I was like, I don't remember. Now he's now he's fully grown. I got to come over he, there and see him, man. Well, I can't wait he till also, he grows up he and also, listens to this episode. Right. Yeah, no. he also misses with Rachel. Like, Rachel is also, the uh, like, one of the only people who have ever babysat my son. And, like, he was supposed to, uh, they were supposed to be in bed by, like, 7 o'clock. I get home, it's 10 o'clock, they're both still awake. And Rachel looks at me and goes, he told me he could watch TV. And I was like, what the like, <laughs> I'm sure he did by a three-year-old. <laughs> he knew how to cut the TV on. Wow, love it, love it, love it, love it. Anyway, I just got to share those stories. Always, always love having you on, Giraffe. No man, thank you. We got to come over there, man. Oh, oh wait, oh, I can't wait till he's old enough to watch uh, Spider Verse. That's gonna be good. Yes, that'll I, be I'm good. To, I, yeah, I want him to do it. He's actually not. He doesn't want to do it now because he just likes TV shows more. He'll get there. Come say, because Crow, you dress up as, as Peter. I need to find me a Miles costume. I'm trying to get the shape. <laughs> and then yeah. watch it. Yeah. Let's do it. I'm down. You, I mean, all you right. could, we could do that on Sunday at Comic Con. Anyway, we'll talk at you all next week. Bye, everybody. Bye. Peace. <laughs>